Thanks for joining us today for our Freedom Podcast. We are excited to grow with you. Today, you will hear a message from the life-changing Word of God. We hope this podcast adds value to your everyday life. If you want to find out more about this ministry, visit our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no way that the Church of Jesus Christ can do what we believe has to happen in order for our culture to change. And one of the things that God is doing within our youth culture is the mission field within the local uh, school system. You see, a student's greatest mission field today is the school and their community. The school and the community. Imagine if we were talking boldly and aloud about Jesus more than we did about the clothes that we wear, right? Or the shoes that we're sporting. How many, how many like a good pair of shoes? Come on. That's not just the ladies. The guys, like, I know Mike boys are sneakerheads. They like the nice sneakers and stuff. But that's, I know where they get it from because they had no choice. Because my wife loves nice shoes and I love nice sneakers. They have no choice. It's in their DNA. But more so than anything else, how much more would our culture change if we shouted and touted more about Jesus than we did some of the things that we brag about in this world today? Whether it's, listen, whether it's the car you drive or the amount of money you make or, or maybe you're like, I don't have any of those that are really good. Maybe it's a talent that you have. Whatever that looks like, what if we shouted God more than those things? Well, eight out of ten Adult Christians today have given their life to Jesus before graduating high school. Did you know that? Our middle and high school students are there in their prime, and they need the most discipleship right here. Look at me. Right here, right now. Students reaching other students by sharing their faith is huge within our district, huge within the culture of Christianity. And this morning, we're blessed to have Joe and Becky Callie this morning along with their family with us. They are, they're here, and Joe has dedicated his life to equipping students, where Joe served as a youth pastor for over 13 years, served in the local church, and then the last three years, he served as the Youth Alive Missions Director. In other words, his desire and his heart, his whole thing was going into the local high schools, middle schools, wherever they would open up and have opportunities to share the gospel, maybe that evening or wherever. He'll explain that. But for the last 16 plus years of Joe's life, he has had the amazing opportunity to pour into students. And we thought no, uh, no greater opportunity was there to, uh, on National Youth Day to bring up a wonderful speaker like him. Just as, just as a side note, before we bring, uh, uh, we give him the warmest Freedom Life welcome that we can. On a note, just a couple of days ago, Joe Kelly was elevated to oversee the entire district youth ministries uh, of the Pendel District. And he is the perfect man for this time, for this season. Please welcome our friend and guest this morning with the freedom welcome. Come on, give a big shout to Joe Kelly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yo, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Everyone say, I'm alive. Now, everybody shout out, I'm alive. I'm alive. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, hey, you're alive. you're alive. 
Man, it is good to be alive today in the house of the Lord, man. Thank you, Pastor Tony, for the opportunity to come and share here at Freedom Life. And um, I, and I was, I was out last night with Pastor Corey and the youth group and all that stuff, man. What a great time we had. Um, but I just remember uh, when I was in college, and, um, and I, I saw Pastor Tony as an evangelist at that moment, and I'm like, man, this guy's the real deal. And uh, so what it's an honor to just be in the house where he serves. Uh, so thank you, Pastor Tony. You got a great pastor, amen? So I'm excited. Are you excited? Like, are you really excited? You know, I, you, you, do you know why I'm excited? Are you ready for this? I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. There's no better place to be, friends, than in the presence of our almighty God. I understand, yes, we now, according to the New Testament, we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. We, gather, we, like, we actually carry the presence of God with us where we go. I get that, and I totally believe that. But there's something to it when you get a bunch of other believers in the same house. That presence of God is magnified. And if that's crazy to say, like, imagine what it could be like. If this entire place is packed out with more believers, amen? So I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. I hope you're excited to be here on a Sunday morning. Y'all had an extra hours of sleep last night. I didn't even know I had it because my phone automatically updated and stuff like that. So I, and I was like, oh, wow, we actually gained an hour last night, you know? But, man, the Bible says in Psalm 122, verse 1, it says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. How many of you guys said that to your wives or the, to your mom or dad this morning? Yo, I can't wait to get to church this morning. We had one in the back. Let's go. Praise the Lord. Like, could you imagine if we started waking up on a Sunday, on a Monday night for prayer, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, and like, yo, when are we getting back to the house of the Lord? When are we getting back to church? When are we doing, like, like, it doesn't matter what time, what day, I just want to be in the presence of God. That's what David wrote here in the book of Psalms. I was excited when they said, yo, let's go worship the Lord. My prayer is that we become a people that's excited to get to the worship of the Lord. That get on fire, like, yo, let's go. I, oh, wait, Pastor Tony, you said there's service Sunday night at 6? Yo, I'm there, Pastor Tony. My family will be there. Oh, wait, we're doing a special service Thursday night? Yo, I'm there as well. What time does that start? Like, could you imagine that excitement to birth inside of us? Because I believe, friends, if we as God's people can get excited to worship the Lord, our neighbors are going to be like, yo, they are never home. Where are they going? What are they doing? I want to do that because whatever they're doing, their kids are coming home. Their kids are like, they, my kids want to be with their kids. And I just like, I, there's something to that family. I believe living for Jesus is the best thing we can ever do on this side of heaven. There's no better way. And my, that, yep, that young lady that came up, I think her, her name was Renee. She's experienced a new life. Teenagers need to experience their new life before graduating high school. Teenagers need to realize, wow, I don't have to cut myself. I don't have to go and do what the world says I have to do to be happy. 
There's a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And he died for me that I might have life and life to the fullest. That's the God I can serve. I don't have to go to bed at night going, oh, man, life stinks. I can go to bed at night saying, God, thank you for my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you that this is not my eternal destiny. So, friends, all across Pennsylvania and Delaware, my dream and desire, which I believe is given by God, is to help students and leaders to understand, man, living for God is the best thing, and it's our time to start speaking boldly the name of Jesus. No matter who we are, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, we will always proclaim the name of Jesus. Amen? Everybody say, I'm alive. You know, there's something that happens when God's people all of a sudden gives praises to God. The Bible says in Psalm 22, it says, you are holy enthroned in the praises of your name. When we as a church give God praise, the presence of God is here. Does that make sense? Like, and that doesn't happen just for 40-year-old people. That just doesn't happen for 13-year-old students. That happens for five-year-old kids too. So the gospel's great. For young to old, it works. The gospel that Jesus Christ came and died for each and every one of us because there had to be a, a death to be paid. There had to be a price to be paid. And Jesus did it so that all can believe. Everybody say all. So, before we really dive in, I want us to be excited that we're in the house of the Lord. Now, hear me out. I want us to go crazy for Jesus right now. I want us to go crazy. Whatever that crazy looks like, I just ask, you know, you know like, you know, sometimes... You know, you see, the, we watch the Bulldogs, go dogs. Um, but on last night's game, watching the game, and, like, a lot of these college football games, a lot of the fans, like, have their shirts off all painted. Like, I'm not asking us to do that right now, okay? <laughs> Keep your shirts on, please. All right? But can we go crazy for God? All right? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. And it's not because Joe Callie's telling you to do this because you feel it in your heart and your spirit. Like, yo, I haven't gone. I have not given God praise this morning. I should have. So I'm going to do it right now. Here we go. Ready? I'm going to count you down from three. And then we're going to do it for 10 seconds. You're just going to praise God. However that looks, you want to jump, shout, clap. I don't care. Run around for 10 seconds. If you get around, good. You know, whatever you want to do. Because he deserves so much more than just this. Let's go on the count of three. Three, two, one. Let's go. Give God some praise right now. Let's go. Turk. Jesus. Woo! Now there is not one frown in the place. The Lord's presence is here. Amen? Everyone say, I'm alive. You know, have you ever been super excited about something, about sharing some kind of news? Ever super excited to share something that, that's, that, that, like, that something happened? Like, I'm a Yankee fan. Pastor Tony's a Yankee fan. But see, like, I go in Pastor Tony's office, he's got these plaques of Derek Jeter. He's got that awesome picture of Babe Ruth. Joe Callie, growing up in Long Island, he ain't had no plaques of Derek Jeter. Joe Callie, a high schooler, grew up in Long Island, where every, every house 
got the Newsday. It's the newspaper. Some of you guys don't know what the newspaper is, but it's a thing like it's a bunch of articles. Anyhow, I'll teach you later. And in the Newsday, they would do sections. I'm a Yankees fan. So obviously, the Yankees were amazing in the 90s. Like, you all just knew that, right? The Yankees are the best team in baseball. You also knew that as well. So, but as a kid, I'm like, I don't have the money. I don't have a job. I want to I wanna deck out my room, but I don't have the job. I don't have the finances for it. And I'm not going to dare ask my mom and dad because they're raising five kids. And, and I know they're busting their tail. And, and you know, I, I, but I just, I knew I just wanted to deck out my room when Yankee stuff. So you know what Joe Callie did? I cut out all the newspaper clippings I could find when the Yankees were playing baseball. I had a paper, I had the, uh, Apollo Neal, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. I had a bunch of their pictures and all their, I, I just clipped out. Like, I was really good at clipping, too. Like, I made sure I got just their figure and, like, the bat and all that stuff. And I plastered on my wall. Man, so, so when you went into Joe Cali's room, which not many people did anyways, it was just me, <laughs> let's be honest. But, like, there it is. Yankees, 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 Yankees. I love the Yankees, man. It was so much fun. Again, in the 90s, it was a blast. And there's still a blast to watch. But I remember, like, in the 90s, they won, I think, four to five World Series in, like, six or seven years. And it was off the charts. So I remember going to school, and, I, and there was one kid that really, like, had, was a diehard Yankee fan, probably more than I was, because um, he could rattle off stats and things like that. I was not one of those. I would watch the whole game, but, like, I wasn't memorizing stats of players. But I remember, like, when, they, when, when the Yankees game, um, one of the games, they won by a home run, which was televised, and apparently a kid supposedly might have, like, stolen the home run, but we're just going to say it was a home run, like, he put his glove out and caught the ball, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyhow, but it was a home run, and the Yankees won, and I remember, like, ah, I can't believe they just won, and I wanted to go to school and tell somebody, and I knew I wanted to t- share that news with that young man, because, I mean, like, we wanted to let people know that, yo, I'm a Yankee fan, and we just won the World Series or something, you know? So I remember going to school, and, like, so I, in order to share the news, if I'm, like, uh, my man, let's go, bro, come here. Stand right there, boss. All right. And this is, uh, this is another cruise, isn't it? That's right. Now, I know your oldest son. Your oldest son. You better not have a son. Um, your oldest brother is Elijah. And then you're Josiah, right? Okay, so Josiah, pretend like we're boys, okay? Like we're hanging out in high school. All right? And pretend like you're, like you're a diehard Yankee fan. I'm a Yankee fan, okay? And, uh, and I just come into school. But, I, but we're, 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 we're going we're to talk about the Yankees. You ready for this? You ready? Okay, so, so like, greet me like you greet, like, one of your boys at school. Like, okay, ready, let's go. What'd you think, boss? That was awesome. <laughs> hey! That's what I'm talking about. All right, thank you, big man. And I ain't no fool, son. Now, if I didn't tell you the story, you would have no clue what I was telling Josiah. You probably still don't have a clue what you were saying. I was simply imitating baseball, the Yankees winning, sharing how how they won the game, who hit the home run and all that jazz. In all reality... That made a whole lot of no sense unless I wasn't unless I would be speaking my 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 words. You can't share some really great news if you're not speaking about it. You can't share the greatest thing that's ever happened in your life if you're not opening your mouth and start looking for opportunities to talk. 
Do you know the greatest news that we can ever talk about? I mean, Pastor Tony already alluded to it. Instead about the sneakers that you wear, the Yankees, no matter what it is, imagine if we started speaking about the greatest news, and that's Jesus Christ and what he did in your life. The gospel that saves all the people. The Bible says in, in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of salvation to all. Everybody say all. all. To all who believe. Like, could you imagine? Like, we're asking people to talk about Jesus. We're asking people to reach the lost. But yet, so many of us, like, don't, we don't even, like, know how to talk about Jesus. So many of us are so wrapped up in everything else that we do that we're like, you know what, I just want to talk about, you know, my new job I just got or I want to talk about my new car I just got. No, the greatest thing you guys need to start sharing is Jesus. It's not complicated. So in Youth Alive, that's one of the things that, that's why I love Youth Alive in our, in our district is because, man, it helps students just kind of talk about Jesus so simplified that, hey, here's the Alive in Five. Here's a gospel tool that helps you as a student to share the gospel. It's very simple. You know, we, we, we don't need to complicate the gospel. The most complication of it was that Jesus actually had to go through the beating for it. We don't have to make, like, let's just tell people what it is, and that's the truth. Jesus died. He paid the price. That's the gospel. He rose from the grave, and that's why he is proven to be the son of the living God, the only one true God out there. There's no other God out there. Every other God you can find, that their great prophet is dead, and man, good night for the love of God. There's still, the, the, there's still people trying to wait and go see a dead graven image or a dead, uh, a dead tomb where some man that died years ago. Let me tell you something. You'll never find the tomb where Jesus was buried and his body inside that tomb. You'll never find it, friends. I don't care what the world is telling you. I don't care. I, I, I would not put it past some stupid scientist to all of a sudden say, we've actually discovered the body of Jesus in this tomb. I don't believe it. Because the Bible says in Matthew that he rose from that grave, friends. The Bible says the earth shook. Jesus walked out of that tomb, and he laughed at the face of the enemy. He laughed at their soldiers, and he said, ha, ha, I got you. You thought you killed me, but look at it. I am the Son of God. So, friends, he died and rose from the grave over 2,000 years ago because he knew in 2022 you would all still be here. You would all still have this opportunity to get to heaven, and that's to believe in Jesus Christ. A life in Jesus makes you alive in Christ. It makes you alive to live in such a way that like, wow, I really don't care about the Yankees. I just care about Jesus. I don't really care about the shoes. Like, yeah, I want nice shoes, but man, what I really care about is, is someone getting saved? Am I, am I talking more about Jesus? Am I sharing my faith? In Youth Alive, we empower students to go out and actually do that, to go and share the gospel in their school systems. And a lot of times it goes in through, like, through the lens of a Bible club. But I've challenged students, no matter what school they go to, public, private, or even if they're homeschooled, you need to adopt your public school as your mission field. You need to adopt the local park as your mission field. We had two ladies in the house last night from New Covenant Church, and they've done just that. They've, they're homeschool students, but they've adopted their local park. They've prayed for a block, and wouldn't you know, the, stu- the, the block that those students have been praying for, two of those kids came out to service last night that never went to church before. 
until those students started adopting a block and praying for it. And that's homeschool students, friends. Christian school students starting Bible clubs. Yeah, you're like, well, why are we on a Bible club? Well, let me tell you something. There are, Christ- there are kids in, in Christian schools that are not saved. I went to a Christian school, and there were students that were not saved. So they needed some, whatever that, I call it a Bible club, whatever. There needs to be a group of students that are praying and reaching out to the lost on their school campus. That's the truth. That's the truth. We need churches that are adopting and sharing the, like sharing the gospel in their local public school. The best way is for, through the means of these students. So I'm going to share, I believe we got that video. Yay. Okay, there's a video of these young ladies. We call them campus missionaries. Um, students that, sh- that, say, that say, yes, I'm going to share Jesus this school year. We have two students that have ran it through. Um, they both just graduated uh, from high school. Um, but anyhow, but the video kind of pictures what they've started and what God's done in their lives. So if you want to cue that video, that's cool. I was afraid of what others would think of me. I was beginning to lose all of my friends. How could God qualify me for this after all I've done? What could God really do through me? I could either conform or be transformed. But through all the uncertainty, I was certain of one thing. God was calling me. Hi, I'm Rachel Horn. And I'm Danielle Horn. We are from Sharpsburg Family Worship Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we started the Fearless Bible Club at Fox Chapel Area High School. I recommitted my life to Jesus going into my freshman year of high school. I knew something had to change in my life. And after God transformed me, he told me something needed to change in my school too. I went to a Youth Alive event and God put it on my heart to start a club. I was honestly kind of scared to start it on my own, so I waited until my sophomore year as my sister was an incoming freshman. When I gave my life to Jesus in middle school, he gave me a heart for the lost. So when Rachel told me that God put it on her heart to start a Bible club, I knew God was also calling me to play a role in reaching students at my school. So as a freshman and sophomore, we took a step of faith and began the process of starting the club. We met with leadership, got signatures from classmates, and put flyers up all around the school. Within the first few days, some of the flyers were actually torn down. At our first meeting, we had six people show up, including three leaders. It started off a little awkward, but we were all excited to be there representing Jesus. We began to have Bible studies every week at a lunch table in the cafeteria. Students would see us reading the Bible, watching videos, and praying together. And because of this, many of them would actually walk over and join us. Some of them even joined the club. As we got more confident, together we found ways to reach out to our student body. We brought snacks to sports teams and the musical cast. We passed out popsicles and lollipops and handwrote letters of appreciation to all of the staff. And with every outreach, we provided some sort of material, whether it was an Alive in Five booklet, a Spotify worship playlist code, a Bible verse, or an email where students or teachers could send in prayer requests. Throughout the years, we've continued to face criticism. We've received messages mocking our faith. The Live and Five cards have been vandalized and posted all over social media. We've heard people making fun of our club in the classrooms and hallways that we walk through every day. And yet despite that, God always showed himself faithful. We saw our club grow in our numbers, but more importantly, in the relationships we built with other students. We have had countless conversations with peers. We got to minister to teachers. We've seen students find Jesus. There is no greater reward than seeing firsthand lives transformed by Jesus Christ. We saw students show up to club with no expectations, get poured into, and in that discipleship process, 
come to church with us and later become leaders in our kids and youth ministries at Sharpsburg Family Worship Center. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. God wants to use you to reach your school and take a step of faith to share Jesus with others. Will you respond to the call? I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And, and we, we are, are Campus, Campus Missionaries. Let's go. Give it up for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Students being passionate about Jesus, passionate to talk about Jesus, passionate to share the gospel. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one if they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can anyone preach unless they're sent? For it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How can they call if they've if they don't believe in him? How can they believe in him if they didn't hear about him? How can they hear about him if someone's not telling them? And how can someone tell them unless they're sent? Friends, you know what? Jesus gave, a, gave us all a commission in Mark chapter 16. And that was to go and preach the gospel. Jesus sent us. Jesus sent them. And that command is still good for us today. That literally our job, our mission on this planet it's not just to get a house. It's not to get a job, although y'all need to get it working. But our mission by God is to preach the gospel. Share Jesus with somebody. Tell somebody else the good news. Because if we're not talking about it, who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? There are lost people outside these four walls, friends. There are lost people might be in your family. They might be in your workplace. They're most definitely in your schools. They're the lost people. Someone has to tell them. I love youth ministry. I love teenagers. I think they have the most powerful voices for our world to hear. They can make such a great big impact like Rachel and Danielle made on their school campus. When I had the privilege to go and do that video, um, it was, uh, <clears throat> they ended up praying around the flagpole. And I was able to sit back and watch the entire marching band, because they were doing like summer practices or whatnot. The entire marching band comes up, they're walking up, and some of them are, are smirking, making fun. But they all, one of the persons, oh yeah, that's the Bible club. You know, so what that made me feel, I made me feel good, because all those students know those young men and young ladies are serving Jesus. They have made a statement in that school that we're going to serve Jesus. And all, I mean, you all know what a marching band, that's almost 100 students plus. They know, wow, those are those kids. And as I was walking the hall, one of the kids on the screen, um, he was saying, hey, you know, Pastor Joe, I would walk through these halls, it'd be very dark. He's like, but now they're so bright. I said, what do you mean? And I'm sitting here like, it's very bright in here. The lights are on. What's going on? He's like, I would walk these halls when I was in 11th, uh, 10th grade, thinking of ways how I can kill myself. Until one of those girls, Rachel or Danielle, invited him to go to their public club. And he got saved. And now he's full of life, excited, serving Jesus. So that's what we need happening. And that's what is happening across Pennsylvania and Delaware. I believe God wants to do more. Amen. 
I believe God wants to do more and he can do more because we do our, we are helping the generation of now to do the greatest thing and that's to share Jesus Christ. That is it. We want them to be, you know, we want them to play football. We want them to do all that other stuff. And I believe when we're about God's business, God will help the students get straight A's. Amen. Preach it. Let's go. But like we need students sharing the greatest message. And that's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. We need churches also sharing Jesus. Right, Pastor Tony? People don't just walk in the street, off the streets. Although sometimes that might happen. We've had that happen a few times. But if we can empower the entire church body to leave this place and understand, I'm, there has been so many churches I've seen like put a sign out by, the, uh, uh, by their exit doors, you are now entering the mission field, you know? Like if we all understand, man, we're going to go and tell someone else. We're going to go on mission and share Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. That's why, like, when you come back, so get back to the fact of, like, why we're excited to come to the house of the Lord. Could it be because I want to share, Pastor Tony, what happened? I want to to bring someone along with me to the house of the Lord that never walked into the house of the Lord. Like, that brings excitement. When someone gets saved, like, there's an excitement that happens in their life. There's a new life that's that's, that's all of a sudden birthed. And, like, I want people to see that. There's an excitement. Some of you guys are like, when you, were, you might have gotten saved when you were 10 years old, you might have gotten saved when you were 40 years old, and you all understand, like, when you get saved, you realize, wow, I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm not going to live like the rest of the world. There's a shift that happens. That's exciting news. That's not something that just happens. Like, no, that's exciting news. So that young lady, Renee, I, I'm, I'm believing that that's, she's just going to continue to bubble over with the Spirit of God. And people are going to be like, man, I want what you've got, Renee. Like, I see what a difference. I mean, look at that big old smile you got on your face. Like, that'll never go away in Jesus' name. Like, Renee, why can't you fill a whole row of people that have never heard of who Jesus Christ is? I know you can do it. I know Pastor Corey believes you. I know Pastor Tony believes in you. Why not? And the rest of us, why can't we at least bring somebody to come along with us for this ride? It's the best ever. It's the best life ever. Amen? Because, friends, freedom life, hell is real. It's a real place. It's a real place. And I don't know about you, but I'm very grateful that I'm not going there. And I want to do whatever I can to help others not go there too. It doesn't just happen. They have to hear about Jesus. We have to share the gospel. If we really truly believe what Jesus did for us is in fact, true, then sharing the gospel should be really easy. Sharing it with others should be really easy. And sharing with others should be something like on our, our top to do, to do things. You know, God is most passionate about his creation, and that's you and I. That's why he sent Jesus in Romans 5.8. He demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died. He was nailed to the cross 2,000 years. He paid the price for all mankind. Jesus went through all that just for you. He did all that just for the people outside these walls. 
John 3.16 states, God so loved the world that he gave his own son, that anyone who believes in him have eternal life. The whole world, friends, the whole world is what God desires to come to heaven. He desires the whole world. The people that don't, the people that don't, look, that don't look like you, the people that, that don't act like you, the people that don't talk like you, God's hope and desire is that they get saved and they go to heaven. We know everyone won't, unfortunately, but Jesus died for everybody if it's possible for them to believe. It takes our job to put our faith in Jesus Christ to believe, and then we are saved. Amen? So sometimes, like, there's still room in heaven, friends. Like, there's a lot of room in heaven. Plenty of room. And the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So it might seem like life takes forever. But God is being patient in hoping that many more people will come to know who Jesus Christ is. We talk the most about what we love the most. We're passionate about what we love the most. What are you passionate about? What do you love the most? Now, I talked last night about spending time with Jesus, making that connection with God on a daily basis because I love God so much. You know, my prayer and desire is that we all have a deeper desire to meet with God every day, which will translate into being excited to come to church. Amen. We'll be excited to, oh, wait, we're going to have some prayer time. Okay, I'll pray. I can do this. I can do, we're going to worship. I can do this. We got a preacher. Okay, I'll listen. Like excited to hear from God. The Bible says in John chapter four, verse 35, the fields are ripe for a harvest. The fields are ripe for a harvest, friends. People just need to be asked. People just need to be asked. For the last three years, we've been able to travel as our youth lab missionaries and it's been a privilege to serve in that way. And, uh, and like I said, and then just, yes, we're stepping into the role of youth director, uh, given this responsibility and opportunity to, say, to lead our network. Um, everything we do, everything we do would be through the lens of sharing Jesus Christ. Every ministry that we offer, everything that we allow these students to be a part of, everything that, that we believe that is so important, such as speed the light, right? Speed the light. Those students, man, $1,000 within a few months without a job. Like, that God can do that, amen? Like, these students caught the passion. Caught the passion, all right? And Speed the Light helps reach the lost, helps share the gospel. When you get students giving to, to Speed the Light, I pray that they don't give just to the project, but they give, I think Elijah did say it. I give it because I love that, that God's message gets to those people. Like, that's why we give. Does that make sense? Like, that's why we give to speed like to share the gospel. Well, we love to stop the pro- to do projects and stuff like that, but man, we got to share the gospel. That's why Youth Alive is, in my opinion, the most important thing that we can get our students acclimated to, to reach in the school campus, to get in that passion. Now, I want to share Jesus. I, when we get students sharing Jesus, they'll give sacrificially. They'll be like, oh, yep, yeah, 1,000? Watch out, Pastor Corey. We'll do 5,000 next year. Why not? Students getting passionate about Jesus. That's what happens. They start elevating because God says, I want to use you to do greater. 
I want you to use to do greater. I want to greater and greater and greater. And honestly, it'll always be greater until we breathe our last. There's never going backwards. We got to keep going forward. So everything we do through AIM mission trips, we'll get students signing up to go on AIM missions. Why? Because they're excited to share Jesus Christ. And they're excited. When they're excited, let me tell you, money will come in for them to go to those mission trips. Amen? We want, we, the gospel must go out. The God, everything we do, Bible quiz, why do we do Bible quiz? Oh, because we want to study scripture. Okay, yes, we want to study scripture, but for what reason? Because I've had students that study scripture, but man, and then, they, and then they don't follow the Lord. Why are you doing Bible quiz? Just to, just to be first place in Bible quiz? No, man, if we can do, if we can do Bible quiz on understanding, man, I'm going to study this scripture in hopes that I can use this scripture throughout the Bible quiz season to share my faith, that's what it's about. Let's use that verse. And so, I mean, good night. We're studying scripture. Those, those scripture verses, that is a student that I met. Man, he remembers a scripture in one day. My word. An entire chapter. It takes me a while to memorize scripture, Pastor Tony. So don't tell me students can't do it. Don't tell me students can't raise money. When it's for the gospel, they can do it. Does that make sense? So I pray and I believe that we are entering into one of the greatest moves of God. And I think, believe and firmly believe it. Our teenagers are men. They are on the front lines. They are running this ship. They are going stronger than ever before because there's a fire of God inside of our young people that will not go out. I said there's a fire of God in our young people that will not go out. And we need churches and leaders to keep fanning that flame. Pastor Corey, you're doing a phenomenal job. Keep at it, man. Let's go. These teenagers need to hear the gospel. These teenagers can do it. Church, get behind your teenagers. You already have, but keep going. Keep going. We've got a great work to do. We've got a great work. We need more Bible clubs on campus. We need all that stuff. If students understand the reasoning of why we need it, they will run with it. And I believe as leaders, we keep throwing that stuff out there to the students, and they will catch it they will catch it and run with it. Like those two girls I told you about last night. They caught it and they ran with it. Student-led, man. Student-initiated. Students will follow. Students will follow. I used to always tell some goofy story about, you know, how weird it would be for this, for this guy right here. Or even, let's say, Pastor Corey. You're not weird, but Pastor Corey. You know, if, you went, if we went to the public school and you went on public school campus just because, uh, and, and just started say, inviting students, hey, you should come out Friday night to our rally. You should come out to Friday night to our rally. We're giving out free giveaways and free candy. Like, as a teenager, I'd be like, yo, who's this weirdo walking on my property? Like, I don't know if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to trust you, Pastor Corey, you know? But if we had students encouraging other students on school property to let's go, come to the rally, come to the rally, come to the rally, let me tell you, students will follow students to the rally. Students will be like, oh, wait, they're giving away what? What are they giving away? I'm going to come. Oh, wait, there's going to be food? I'm there. Like a student telling another student. And that's why the power, like your power is immobilizing these students to do greater things. I mean, they did worship up here. Phenomenal. Amen? They led us into the presence of God. And they can do it. All across, they can do it. We can, we can continue to see that happen all across Pendel. So my prayer, I have a big dream, friends, and pertains to Youth Alive. 
There's a missionary that travels Pennsylvania and Delaware to do just that, to specialize in the resources, the gospels, to helping students become campus missionaries. You know that's my heart. It's been my heart since relief from day one as a youth pastor. So my big prayer, we were traveling for three years. And we, had a, we have about 91 churches that picked us up in support of Youth Alive. And we were blessed. And I'm praying and believing that those churches don't jump ship because Joe Cowley is no longer the missionary. I pray that they understand, no, this mission is still big. It's still so important and dear to not just their heart, but my heart. And we will continue to see students' lives be changed forevermore. We'll continue to see more youth groups and more, more churches grow because of their students reaching the lost. So my prayer is that they don't jump ship. And my prayer is that every church in our Pendel AG network, that they would all start supporting Youth Alive, not because of the missionary, but because of the mission. The mission is great. The missionary is God's calling. And we believe we're in the process. We are going to have our next Youth Alive missionary very shortly. But let me tell you something. We need every church to be a part of this. Because I believe... I believe when we get every church supporting Youth Alive in our AG network, man, man, they'll, they'll, mm, we will have more people in the house of God. We will have more people in the house of God because you and I will understand the greatest mission is reaching the lost. And the greatest right now is our students. And those students, and when we can mobilize them, we can make it happen. And our churches will reap those benefits They will reap it. They'll be households. My prayer as a youth pastor, and still is to this day, Pastor Tony, is that households will walk in the back of churches getting saved. Households possibly led by a teenager. Mom and dad, let's go to the altar. Mom and dad, let's go. This is the God I was serving. This is what we have. That's my prayer. I don't think it's just for freedom life, friends. I think it's for every church. I think that's God's prayer. And it's God's dream to have students and whole households getting saved. It, it happened in the, book, in the book of Acts. Households getting saved. It happened in the gospel. Why can't it happen right here at Freedom Life? Why can't it? Why can't it? I'll tell you how it's not going to happen. It won't happen if we keep our mouths shut when we leave this place. But it will happen if we go out of this place boldly sharing Jesus Christ. It will happen. I believe it 110%, hands down. Seeing people get saved, that's the most important thing. That's the, that is, the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. That's what we need to be about, winning souls. Everything else will fall into alignment. When we are in alignment with God, man, watch what could happen, friends. Watch what could happen. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're, we'll be wrapping up here. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says this, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Everybody say, I'm chosen. Everybody say, I'm royalty. Everybody say, I'm a holy nation. Everybody say, I'm God's special possession. And we have one job to do. Declare the praises of God. Declare the praises of God. 
We can't do that with our mouths shut. I have five kiddos. Our oldest kid, when, we, when, uh, when he was born, first time parent, all this stuff, me and my wife, and like we had how many, three or four trips to the, to the ER, and, um, yeah, to the ER because we thought she was going into labor and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, the whole, the whole first time parent thing, not knowing what's really happening. Um, so we're finally in the, um, in the labor and delivery room and, you know, she's about to give birth to our firstborn son. And, um, and again, we don't have, we don't have a clue on what really goes on. Um, but sure, sure, uh, sure enough, the doctor comes in, we're all prepped, ready to go. And then all of a sudden she delivers our, our firstborn son and there he is. And, and I just remember being like, like, just, I was so ex- like excited, like this love of God, like this love for my kid just happened, you know. And then all of a sudden people, like doctors and nurses started coming in the room and all that stuff. And, uh, and I didn't think anything of it because I don't know anything. I just know that we have a kid. And now like I'm just so ecstatic, like I'm holding my wife and hugging. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, within a few seconds, maybe 30, maybe 30 seconds or so, uh, there was like this baby cry. And then all of a sudden, like the breath in the room, the air in the room, like everybody, like, I didn't know it at the time, but all those nurses and doctors started coming in because our son was, was uh, born with an umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. He wasn't breathing. I didn't realize the baby's supposed to be crying like almost instantaneously as he comes out. Like, you know, I didn't realize all this stuff. But when the doctors and nurses realized he wasn't making noise, they realized we had to do something. And they were, got the team together, you know, and all that stuff. But thankfully, thankfully, there was air in his lungs and then he started to cry. And at that moment, thankfully, all the doctors and nurses say, phew, thank God we didn't lose a kid, to be honest with you. Like, thank God he's born, he's alive, and he's well. Amen. So, friends, can I tell you, I think there's a world outside here that is like dying and going to hell, and they just really, they're, they're suffocating. They don't know what else to do. They don't know what else to do. And, all the, and, and we have the answer. It's Jesus Christ. And when, they're, when, they're, when we can share Jesus with them, it'll be like a breath of fresh air with them. Like, oh, you mean Jesus came and died for me? You mean God loves me? You mean I can have a relationship with my creator? You mean I'm not born by accident? You mean I don't have to do and be just like my mom and dad? You mean there's a life that's really written down word for word by God's book? Like, that's for me? Then it's like a breath of fresh air and like... Woo! Like Renee found over a year ago. Like, man, there is is health. There is life. There is strength in Jesus Christ. Friends, there are people waiting to hear that gospel. There are people that God is waiting for you to go. God is waiting for you to share Jesus Christ with somebody else. We must declare the praises of God with our mouth, with our mouth.